Michelle, where are you? I, I don't know. I can't see anything. <laughs> it's dark. Oh, my God. I'm a, where is everybody? I, there's just, I'm in a cave, and there's a box of scrap. Someone told me I had to build something. But I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Someone also told me that I get gravy if I'm good. I'm alone. I'm scared. <laughs> and Godot's not even here to give us coffee. Oh, uh, God. Where did he get the milk and sugar from? I don't know. I don't know. He always carries cream for the kittens. But I'm not a kitten, Michelle. And he's not here. No, no one's here. <laughs> so, this is, object to this, an Ace Attorney fan cast. I'm Stephanie, your loneliest spirit channel channeler. I'm Michelle, your blindest spirit channeler. And that's it, guys. It's just us. Like the last two survivors or something. And we're so late. We're so, so late. We're so late. Things I happen. was thinking about this, though, because every we were originally planning on releasing the show on Wednesdays, so every week we've been three days late. So now we're just like a week late. Or like three days early. Ooh, maybe. I like to think no. that. <laughs> no. Don't tell them that. Okay. So, guys, last week we asked you guys a question. We asked you if you had to have a roommate... Who would it be? Wesley Stickler, Sparks Brushel, or Wendy Oldbag? Well, those are really shitty options. All three of them are shitty. So shitty. So shitty. So, sh so shitty, I can't even choose still. I've been thinking for about two and a half weeks and still can't decide. <laughs> well, I decided, but you told me that I was wrong and I couldn't pick that. Well, you, you chose death, and that's wrong. <laughs> Well, I chose mass murder and then death. Which is death of others. But overwhelmingly, you guys said about, what was it, about ten of them? Six, six of them for Old Bag. Six for Old Bag. Six for Old Bag. And then Wesley had... Four. Four. And one one lonely person picks Sparks Brushel. And I'll let you know that I'm disowning you and you can stop listening now. <laughs> oh, see, I was in my mind trying to lean towards Sparks, just because I knew you would hate it so much. Yeah, but, I would. But really, really, they're just all bad. They're just so bad. Because, here's why. Everyone who shows Wendy, yeah, a lot of you are like, oh, I could probably tolerate her rants. But Wendy is going to eat all your food, and then say she didn't. And then... She's gonna, like, need back rubs or, like, hip massages, and I don't want to touch her. <laughs> you're not gonna be her husband. You're gonna be her roommate. No, but she's gonna ask you. She's gonna no, ask see, you no, but she's gonna let's ask. Let's accept this shit. Let's accept this shit, okay? Wow. Old Bag stalks people for fun. Yeah. If you're her roommate, you have to tolerate her stalking people for fun, including but not limited to dead Steel Samurai counterpart stars, like the Jammin' Ninja, didn't she stalk Wong Karita? And oh, yeah. fucking Edgeworth, okay? So, by proxy, Edgeworth will hate you. Oh, yeah, I... That was the sound of 10 million Edgeworth fangirls screaming and dying. Yeah, because I don't... I'm not an Edgeworth fangirl, but I don't want him hating me. He probably would, but I don't want him to. I don't want to give him more reasons. On the plus side, maybe you can stop her from stalking Edgeworth, and then he'll like you. 
Ooh, ooh, this is good. Ooh, now I'm just imagining if Kay Faraday was Wendy old bag Wendy's <laughs> roommate. That would be really interesting. And really scary. I don't like that. Let's not do that. Okay. I don't do it now. She's never home anyway. She's always yeah. being a thief. You know. Yeah, because, you know, she has no one to raise her. Because who would, <laughs> I guess. That. Dead daddy. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, dead daddy. Happy Father's Day, dead daddy. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, well, she would eat all your food. That would be really annoying. And then say okay, she didn't. Wait, so I want to I wanna break this down again. So okay. between Wesley and Old Bag, if you are female, you cannot room with Wesley because all of your panties will be gone. And well, that's creepy and weird. Here's the thing with Wesley and your panties. Okay, so maybe if you put on, like, Rachel from the email says she put it in a lockbox, which, good idea. Good idea. But, <laughs> but he's educated, so he might be able to break it. <laughs> he might be he might just take a like a blowtorch to it and like try to get in that way like i don't know what that man is capable of and any, in, any like i don't know though like if i was a dude i would definitely might, pick wesley i would pick if him. i was a dude i'd pick wesley but i'm not so i can't but okay so he might worse than stealing all your panties he might steal them and then replace them with bloomers oh, oh gross gross oh gross <laughs> You know that would happen, though. I know it would happen. Oh, God. Well, oh, maybe. Oh, gross. Gross. Yeah. That just meant he, like, went to a, somebody else and stole their bloomers and gave them to me, which means yep. Mrs. Kataki's going to be after me with her yep. broom knife sword. Or it means he went to a store and stole them because he won't buy them. He doesn't have money. He doesn't have money. <laughs> Too many student loans. <laughs> Oh, also he. So if you're a dude, it's like your obligation to room with Wesley, so you can stop him from pulling that shit all the time. But if you're a chick, it's not safe for you or your undergarments. No, it's not. And so Rachel, Rachel from the email, just picked up like really great. Like I'm gonna read this because it's really great. So she picked Wesley as the most tolerable. He seemed the lesser of three evils, which these are really evil. Because she yep. feels every time she sees Sparks Brushel. She wants to throw him to a spike pit and then slaughter, slather his wounds with very painful salt and lemon juice mixture. That's a Rachel of my own heart right there. Right. It's a Rachel after my own heart. Because I thought maybe I could tolerate him because he does do those headliner things because I think they're funny, kind of. They're kind of witty. But no, that was not. That was the only, the only bonus point he had going for him. And then minus like the 20 because of his sweaty armpits. He doesn't shave. No, this is what would happen. So either you would kill him or like that him Daisy. There's this really famous him Daisy or I'm a Daisy comic that she, uh, Sparks follows around Valent for a while and Valent kills himself. Oh, yeah. Like, Sparks planned it and that would happen. We should find that and link it on the. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll put that up on our tumblers. The because tumblers. It's, it's hilarious. Because super good and hi i'm a daisy is fantastic and everyone should go read everything phoenix right she's ever done amen all right so she said for old bag she's gone to college to escape that type of person instead of talking and never leaving me in peace and go insane so yeah old bag you could probably tune it out but if you can't handle that you can't handle that i think we're because like for us we're secretly 70 year old ladies so i think it would be okay i like, think it'd be okay <laughs> i would have to pick old bag because 
Okay, so let's say, like, we just kind of pick Old Bag because, really, we... Wesley, no, we're not safe. We're not safe. Plus, maybe he has friends, okay? Maybe. I don't want to meet those friends. Uh, uh, oh, God, I just realized that he probably has a club. Oh, God. A and club. he's... He's the most tolerable of the club. Oh, I was thinking he's the president, because that would make him the worst. But he's probably the most tolerable of his club. Either way, it's terrible. Either way. It's just, oh my god. Oh, just... Uh... Yeah, so... Okay, so... Now, if any of these people were my roommates, how would I kill them without <laughs> getting in trouble? I don't know if I would kill Wesley. Maybe I mean I definitely would, but I I think I would buy like a gallon jug of mace, and every time he did something bad, I just mace him like a cat and go, <laughs> don't get <laughs> just mace him in his, in the face, and maybe he'd learn. <laughs> I like this. I like this. Well, bad, bad. But he might build up a tolerance. That's the problem. If he built up a tolerance and he didn't learn, I'd get him fixed and then take him to the pound. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking of getting him arrested and then he'd be impounded, <laughs> incarcerated, and then I would the not have thing, him. Right? The same fine. thing. It'd be like the same thing. So it'd he'd go like to jail. Um, Sparks, I think I think Rachel from the email has the best way. That would okay. be the best way to deal with him. Just put Lay him it in a bike pick. Which is the push him into a spike pit and then put yeah. salt and lemon juice on his wounds. Yeah. And then leave him there. Yeah. Can yeah. it be in the jungle so that there's evil, menacing jungle cats that are going to kill him and eat him? I don't want the jungle cats to have to suffer through that. What if they're robot mutant jungle cats? What if they're ROSs? Can they be ROSs? ROUSs? Yeah. ROUSs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That That's fine. Okay. Um, and then... But, hey. Everyone who didn't get that, you should have watched Princess Bride last time. Yeah, we told you. We even gave you a moment. We even paused for you. Paused for you. Um, and then Old Bag, how is she? She can't die. Like <laughs> she's immortal. She's a, she's one of the immortals. She's of an just like Phoenix. She's just like Phoenix. She's immortal. <laughs> she doesn't age. She stopped aging. Oh. Maybe we can get her. Okay, we can convince her to go to space with her shitty spacesuit, and then she'll asphyxiate. And won't die because she's immortal, but she'll be, like, floating in space forever. How about that? Hmm. Hmm. And then we can run back down from space and high-five Edgeworth. <laughs> <laughs> the only way this is going to work is if we get a rocket ship. And the only way I can think of us getting a rocket ship is either going to pig farts or making a deal yeah, with Voldemort. It's on Mars. It's on Mars. Oh, that's right. He doesn't even have one. Well, NASA's broke now, right? So yeah, maybe yeah. we can steal one. Well, NASA, yeah, I, I don't know if they have any more, because they're just going to piggyback no. off of China. No, no. This is what's going to happen. We're going to convince Old Bag that Edgeworth is in the spaceship, and we're going to get her to steal us the spaceship, which we will use to trap her in space. I like this. I like this. Old Bag may not be able to pull off this heist, though. We might have to enlist somebody else to steal it and then convince Old Bag... Edgeworth is on it, and then send us ship off. I think if we got Kay to, if we told her the plan, she'd agree. She would agree. I think she would agree to steal it. Also, but she's only stealing it for great justice. Okay. Yeah, we have to convince her the stealing is for great justice because it is is of the highest justice. 
this. So then we would have a single, and then we could move in together and high five. But we're trapped in a cave instead. Yeah. Why do we in our channeling cave with the waterfall? Yeah, this waterfall is not very fun. Alone. We're alone. We're so cold. I'm not not even near you. I know. Can't even share the body heat. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not even cold. It's like 120 degrees. God, it's so hot. It's so hot. It's just so hot. Like an easy bake oven in here, slowly roasting to death over the course of three hours. And it won't even be tasty at the end. No. It'll be chalky and gross. We're chalking. But the inside will still be molten. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I guess we'll be back. If we live that long. <laughs> As we previously mentioned, I'm I'm just laying in a pool of my own sweat. I'm Stephanie. I'm your most sweatiest spirit channeler. I'm Michelle. I'm your most failing at, at being a spirit channeler. Channeler. Oh, guys, guys, this isn't looking good for us. We might not make it, but we made it for Father's Day. Yay! Yeah. Do the daddies? Because that's the question. <laughs> Are they both alive at this time? I we can't know. know. We're trapped in caves. Daddy? Oh, God. <laughs> you. It's like we're trucy. We might have a daddy that's alive. We might have to find a new one. But we don't even have a new potential Highlander hobo daddy to fill that slot. But he's omniscient, so maybe if we had one, we would be at, we'd be able to get out of this cave. Maybe we could click our heels together three times and go, there's no daddy like Phoenix. There's no daddy like Phoenix. Oh. Would it summon him? You think it would work? I don't know what he would do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He should bust down that door to save Maya, so maybe he can bust down the cave wall. Maybe. But he didn't bust down that cave wall to save Maya. No. But but that was when he wasn't an omniscient hobo. He was just a regular phoenix with broad shoulders. Yeah. So maybe with his hobo powers, he can now destroy cave walls. Like, he leveled up. Oh, well, hopefully. Hopefully oh. he leveled up. Well, either that or he's got, like, his stats all up because he's so drunk, he can't tell. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. So, this is a tribute to Dad's of Ace Attorney. Because it was Father's Day, and I came to realize that there aren't too many dads in Ace Attorney, you know, that are around. Or alive. Or alive. Let's name a few. Manfred von Karma. <laughs> dad of the century right there. The first daddy. The, the first daddy. The daddy who fathered in a not fatherly way. He's in jail. Yeah. He's dying. Oh, wait, and his, his counterpart, the second daddy, Gregory Edgeworth. Gregory Edgeworth, which Gregory. was killed, and we assume was a fantastic man, but we'll never know, because Investigations 2 is not here in America. It's not coming out. It's not that coming we know out. 
that we know of. Fingers crossed. <sighs> I want it so bad. Yeah, and E3 happened and we heard nothing. Thanks, E3. You're useless to me. Thanks a lot, E3. Uh, and I assume it didn't happen because no one told me about it. I didn't watch E3. Yeah. No one told me about it on Tumblr and court records. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the usual. So, Gregory Ashworth, Papa, we love you. In theory. You're probably awesome if you had lived longer. Who's the next daddy? Um, Maximilia Galactica? <laughs> That's a theory, daddy. And in theory, he's the worst daddy ever because he's gone. Because he's gone. But said, um, Mr. Barry, the circus ringleader guy. Oh, he was a great man. No, he let two middle-aged guys under his employ go after his 14-year-old daughter. Okay, well, he he did not have good judgment in that. And his daughter, who's really creepy, but, I mean, according to the, the clown, Larry, no, Curls, no, Mo, Mo, Mo you know, one of the stooges. <laughs> All of them, I think. Larry <laughs> Mo Curls. That was there we funny. go. Larry Mo Curls, there we go. But Mo... Mo is not a good judge of character if we learned anything from that game. No one in that circus is actually a really good character. No. And then what does what does Mr. Barry do? He dies. Okay? He dies. He did lets he, two middle aged guys go after his daughter and then he dies. Well, I don't think the dying was really his fault. He was Well it's not like he planned it, but neither did Edgeworth's dad. Okay, that's true. Well, maybe neither did there. Neither did Richard von Karma. He didn't plan that. He planned <laughs> to be evil his whole life, and you know it. Yeah, but he was going to be perfect evil, not dead evil. Oh, that's true. Um, okay, next daddy. Um, and, and, oh yeah, and all of the fey daddies, because they're just abandoned. Like, uh, Dahlia and, and oh, yeah. Iris daddy, who's a piece of shit, and a, like, a diamond whatever runner and there's that other stepdaughter who turned out all right but then she died and oh yeah wasn't it victoria i'm pretty sure it was victoria i think so whatever hawthorne daughter number three she and did then daddy who's probably been murdered by morgan since she's evil <laughs> either that or he just left yeah probably um can we just say if Rondelite and dessie have kids he'd be a really good daddy maybe Maybe. But he lets Desi have anything she wants, so those kids would be either so spoiled or so fucked up. That's <laughs> because, very true. Because he would let Desi take them out on the motorcycle, and then they'd have brain damage. Oh, oh. Um, Viola's dad. Or Vi oh, Mr. Cavarini. Mr. Cavarini. Isn't that terrifying. her grandpa? Um, oh, it is her grandpa. Well, granddaddies count. I guess, yeah. Well, he's, he's running a mob ring, so... Not a good daddy. Not a good daddy. Nope, nope. Nope. That's pretty much it for Phoenix's games. Um, Bobo's a fail daddy, but he tries. <laughs> he's a better daddy than Phoenix would be. Yeah. Bobo's such a better daddy than Phoenix well, is. Well, yeah, because Phoenix is a terrible daddy because of the way he treats pearls. Yeah, we've discussed that. Yeah. So... Hobo's a better daddy than Phoenix was, which, yeah. Um, yeah. Zach Amaray's a jerk, and the, the, such a jerk. He's such a jerk. Run like in the running for worst daddy. 
Of all time. Of all time. I don't know who's worse, him or Manfred. Hmm. No, because Manfred never disowned one of his one of his uh, wife's children. Yeah, he didn't punt them across the land. Yeah, because screw you, Obama. <laughs> so, um, oh, and Waki Kataki's dad. He's, he's not so bad. He's awesome. I love him. I love him, but I mean, I mean, he did run a yakuza ring, but then he decided to screw that and start making pastries. Yeah, big wins, Kataki. Yeah, big wins. Uh, yeah, big wins. Winfred, big wins, Kataki. Mm-hmm. So a he's a good daddy. He's a good daddy because he loves his son, and he didn't want his son to die, so he started his bakery business. Yeah, unlike all the other daddies who didn't give a shit if their son died or just died. Oh, oh, also running for worst daddy, Magnifi, Magnifi Grammaray. Oh, right. He's he's a terrible daddy. Hey, come shoot me in the face. Hey, you two guys who I pretty much adopted, who are also after my daughter, uh, come shoot me in the face. Yeah, thanks. If you don't, I'll judge you. <laughs> oh, and then, um, Drew. Drew Misham. Vera's daddy. He's a terrible daddy. He's a terrible daddy. He... And a soccer daddy. Oh, yeah. Because how did he know all of Apollo's cases? That's creepy. Really cool. And he never let her outside. And he let fucking Kristoff poison her slowly over the course of seven or eight years. Well, he didn't let her. He didn't know about that. But Okay, he was would like, you take nail polish from that man? No, I wouldn't. I would never no. take nail polish in a bottle that looks like that. Let alone let your daughter have it. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. Dumb fuck right there. Mm-hmm. And then I think the last dad we have is the... The dad in Investigations. What's his mm, name? Brian Faraday. Oh, Brian Faraday. Well, him and Ernest Amano. The daddy with oh, all the money. Fuck that daddy. I don't give two shits about that daddy. Well, he pretty much spoiled the shit out of his son. And Wasn't he a bad guy? Snapping or something. No, I thought the kid staged it. Oh, yeah, something happened. And then earlobes, man. What's going on there? I don't know. Your earlobes were just, yeah. Oh no, his his company, Criminal Activity. Oh. Well. Yeah, you know, I'm not reading the records. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I don't give two shits about you, Brian Faraday. By the way, his picture is hilarious because it's like a cocked eyebrow and he looks kind of half drunk. <laughs> I probably... he looked really kind of wonky. <laughs> it looks really wonky. So I yeah. assume he was also a drunk. Yeah, so, I mean, he's a dead daddy, so we can't really tell if he was any good or not. Because, no. Well, he did run a crime syndicate for Grey Justice. For Grey Justice. So he's up there in the good daddies, but I think Hobo's still our best daddy. Which is sad. Which is really sad, Ace Attorney. Tragic. Really sad. I mean, maybe maybe the judge was a good daddy. We have no if clue. He had kids, I hope he didn't have kids. I think he did. Oh. Know. No, I don't know. I don't know. So Gregory Edgeworth, in my mind, is probably the best daddy. I'm going to say he's yeah. the best daddy. Yeah, but he's, he's daddy, but he's so a dead daddy. he's a dead daddy. So. If he had lived, he would have been a better daddy. Hopefully. Maybe someone become a dick. Yeah, and Miles would have been at least a little bit less fucked up. Yeah. Which, I just started replaying the first game again, and mm-hmm. I forgot how big of a dick Demon Miles Prosecutor 
demon prosecutor Miles Edgeworth is. Because, man, is he a dick. Yeah. Yeah. But you know why? I mean, it's because of Manfred and his bad daddying. Oh, yeah. Well, Manfred is right up there. I don't know who's worse still, Manfred or Zack. They're still equally terrible. Is Zack a murderer? No, I guess Zack's not a murderer, so we have to chalk it up to Manfred. (laughs) Wait, because he didn't shoot Magnify in the face? Yeah, he didn't shoot Magnify in the face. Because he killed himself, right? Yeah, he sh- he Magnifi killed himself, and Zach. I don't think he even intended on killing Phoenix. I think he just intended on beating him in the poker game. He really wanted to win that poker game. He did. Yeah. Yeah. You think you could wrestle a little more over there? Uh, actually, probably I could. Sorry. Stop it. Stop it. I have something to say about Demon, Prosecur- My- Demon Prosecutor Miles Edgeworth, because I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. He's also still a dick, because he's still making fun of Mia. Before oh. she even died, like, when she's older, um, he, well, you know how Bratworth calls her a bimbo? And that was, like, a thing? Mm-hmm. Well, he, like, later, he calls her a coward. <sighs> he's like, because cause he's like, oh, are you gonna do what your, he's talking to Phoenix, and he's like, oh, are you gonna do what your boss used to do? Cowardly searching for every little flaw? Um, um, excuse me, Edra, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I think you doth protest too much. Right? God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so more on me starting to play the first game again, which is just really sad and tragic because I have to see Mia die all over again. And I forgot, mm. like, I remember when I first played it, I didn't think Mia had that much of a personality. But then, like, Flashback Case gave her a lot more and, like, all the other contacts and her being dead and channeled. But, like, she had a pretty strong personality, it turned out, in the beginning. Like, she, she cared about Phoenix, but was very professional about it and stuff like that. So after yeah. she dies and you're with you go back and you're like, "Oh, hey Grossberg, your <laughs> your theme music's really swank and it doesn't make sense cuz you're not. <laughs> you're the best theme music ever, Grossberg." He has such fuck? really good theme music cuz it'll just be Go random. look it up on YouTube. It'll randomly have some shuffle in the apartment and Michelle used to just be like, "Oh, oh, whose theme music is this? Or is this?" I'm like, "Oh, it's Grossberg." And she'd always be like, "What?" every time. Every time. It's every true. Time. Yeah. But um like he's like oh yeah she had to leave for like personal reasons and they make you think it's the whole misty Fay thing but it's also the diego thing yeah but they i don't think they they hadn't clearly invented it yet but like it was also a factor i'm sure and it just made me really really sad because grossberg is such a spineless sniveling man yeah with all of his all of his wood and his fancy furnishings and stuff and then doesn't help yeah. Maya, and it just made me really, really sad, because Phoenix has no no fucking clue what he's doing. No. And everyone keeps saying, like, oh, did you learn that in law school, lawyer school and stuff? But, like, Phoenix had a minor in law. He did not yeah. go to a separate law school, because he graduated with a minor in law. Thanks, Japanifornia. Japanifornia. Because you you don't have extra time. At, we talked about this before. I just, I don't understand yeah. Japanifornia. Don't make you go to law I school. Don't no. But also what I have come to the conclusion was was that I remember it was unclear if Mia like actually got channeling powers and stuff. She did because they said Mia had written in her notes that she held an audience with the dead and then she like learned stuff. So Mia could just... How did she do that though? I don't know. Because it's like a plot point that Maya can't talk to anyone that she's currently channeling. Maybe she like wrote it down but what the fuck Mia. 
I don't know. Maybe Mia's really super powerful because Maya kind of hinted that Mia was really, really good. Mm. But she, like, went to go pursue her career, which was also, you know, to find Misty or figure out what happened to her and restore mm-hmm. honor and etc. But, like, also in the phone conversation where Mia was being a really dumb sister and said, okay, hey, can you hold on to this important evidence for me again? You know, so <laughs> you can get killed and yeah. not me. Um... And the phone call, the beginning of the phone call, Maya says, uh, they're talking, and Maya's like, oh, yeah, I'm finally, like, living by myself now. I'm getting used to it. So I don't know where Maya was living before. You mean Mia? No, Maya. Maya. Really? Maya's, like, living on her own, and she's like, yeah, I'm getting used to living on my own. What? But Mia's 27 at this point. Mia's 27 at the point that they're having this conversation. Maya is 17. So Mia's been gone for a while. Yeah. So where was Maya before? Do you think she was staying with Morgan? Maybe in, like, the manor house or whatever. Bay bullshit, whatever. Maybe maybe she was, like, in spinner, spirit channeling boarding school and was, like, in the manor, I guess. Yeah, Corrine, yeah. So then she probably but got her where, place. Where is she living, then? I don't know. Because she never says, like, oh, hey, Phoenix, this is my house. This is my room. That's, like, yeah, that's creepy as fuck. So, so Maya has an unknown location, probably in the village. Probably. But uh, I don't know. That's weird because it's far enough away that she has to come visit Mia deliberately. So it's not in the city. Yeah. That's so weird. And she's seventeen, and that's not okay. No. Fucking Crane. Fucking Japanifornia. Japanifornia. That's that doesn't make any sense. Oh my god. Okay, so here's something. Okay, so Mia's on the fo- have, on the phone conversation with Maya, and she's like, "Oh, I have this thinker clock. Um, but I took the stuff out of it and put in papers instead. Just take this evidence." <laughs> Maya, and it this- kills her. So Mia, you're kind of a dumb fuck. Why are you tampering with evidence? Mia, you're such an idiot. How did you do? Why don't the cops have that? But, okay. <clears throat> but yeah. So, Mia, why are you being a dumb fuck and tampering with evidence? Why don't you give it to the police? Oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. Well, then again, well, Phoenix, Phoenix never gives his evidence to the police, either. Well, what does he just keep it in, like... His pocket. Well, yeah, but after the case. Well, no, this is... She's holding on to the Thinker statue, which I don't know really why she has, because there's two of them. They've established that Larry... Thanks, Larry. You killed Mia, essentially. Larry, yeah. I don't even know how Larry got the brain functions to make a thinker statue clock, because he made two of them. He made two, oh, and he gave one to his dead girlfriend, Cindy Stone, which killed her, and the police took that That's in custody. Funny. It was one of his bullshit jobs, was like, sculptor or something, and it took him so long to make two fucking thinker clock statues, and somebody was like, why is this, this, why does it talk? This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then, he got fired. Probably. But, so he made one, and that's in police custody, because it killed Cindy Stone. So, somehow, Mia got a hold of the second one? Oh, wait, wait, no, not somehow. Larry gave it to her at the end of the first case. Right. And that was stupid. That was stupid. Because Mia's going, Phoenix, I'm so proud of you, you won your first case. And then Phoenix's like, Mia looks so proud. And I bet she was thinking of her first case, which was really (laughs) sad. (laughs) Yeah. And then her second case, which was also really sad. Yeah. So she's probably, like, so proud of Phoenix because he solved his first murder trial and his first trial. No one died. No one went into a coma. 
and so that's so she's super proud of Phoenix, and she's probably like crying inside. And then Larry gives her this fucking clock. So then she rips out the middle and stuffs evidence in it. Mm-hmm. And then goes to give it to her sister, and then is killed with it. Yep. Gold star. Gold stars all around for trying. God damn it, everyone. Why is this so convoluted? Oh my god, I don't know. Also, we talked about this. Thinker Clock is the stupidest way for them to kill her. Yeah. And oh well. When she gets killed, Phoenix is in the other room going, I smell blood. Phoenix, uh, what? Are you Phoenix, a vampire? Phoenix, such a dumb fuck. Also, yeah, how can you smell blood? Because, he I mean, if there's... He's like, I smell something. Is that blood? And he goes, oh my god, it's blood. Much. I smell blood. For her, there wasn't that much, was there? No, she was bashed in the head. But in the picture, you didn't see any. Like, in, in Larry's girlfriend's picture, you see this big pool of yeah, blood on the floor. It, but with Mia, she's just slumped against the wall. Yeah. There's not enough for him to be able to smell it. So it's part of his fucking Highlander superpowers. Let's put that down. Vampire smell. Because <laughs> you can just smell blood. See, I bet Hobo's sense of smell is probably ruined because of all the grape juice. Oh, yeah, all the booze. All the booze. Damn it, Phoenix. Like, I don't understand I don't understand your superpowers. You're just super powered. Because they're dumb. They're dumb superpowers. They're really, yeah. But yeah, that's I haven't played much far much further than that. Except that I was noticing that how fast the first couple cases go. And I don't know if that's because I'm just replaying them or and I already know what happens or like no, because that never works when we try to help other people who are playing them. They're like, what about this part? And we're like, fuck, I don't know, present everything. <laughs> That's true. Maybe it's just the first couple cases are really easy. I think they were really short, because the like, game I'm... was really short without the last, the bonus case involved. Like, that oh, game yeah. was really short. The only long one was Edgeworth, really. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, I'm already up to, like, the part where, like, Red White punches you in the gut, and... He's, like, just trying to send a message. And I'm like, red, white, you dick. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna sparkle at you and say words that aren't real words, really big, fancy things. He's, like, I don't know. I forgot how much I hate him. We should bring him up more often because he's, like... He's such a colossal dick. He's a dick, and he's, like, a really non-threatening, but at the same time, such a huge threatening dick. I know, and it just makes me mad because his name is Red White and he's a blue corp. So, Japanifornia thinks of America as a big, giant dick who punches people and flashes and wears pink. Yeah, thanks, Japan. Thanks, Japan. And also, boo. It's different in Japanese, though, so... And then April, May is just... I don't know, I just feel like they tell you so much information <laughs> that you yeah. normally would have to, like, go through Cyclops to get to. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't invent Cyclox then, so... No, and it's still the explanation points of shittery instead of the oh shit bar. So I'm, like, really afraid to answer a question wrong. I hate the exclamation points. I thought I liked them better once upon a time. It's not true. You're it's not true. Wrong. I was dumb. Or wrong. I was dumb and because wrong. Because the oh shit bar is the best thing they ever invented. Oh, yeah. Oh shit bar. Because they can change the amount, and usually it's small chunks instead of, mm-hmm. like, just one exclamation point, and oh, yeah. But yeah, that's my my revisions, of, my revisiting of um the first game. It's really endearing. I missed it. Yeah. Uh, uh. So I guess I'll keep you guys updated as I play more of that because Michelle's never getting her games back. Probably not. Probably never. I keep loaning them to people. But it's for a noble cause. For the love. 
Spread the love. Spread the love. So you guys go spread the love, and we'll be right back. I'm Stephanie. I am the shell of a spirit channeler. I'm the most terrible at timing spirit channeler. Interrupting spirit channeler. I I haven't seen a single fucking spirit since we've gotten in this cave. Mine's gone. I don't even have the heart to go on. I don't I don't know. I don't even I don't even but I guess we must continue this podcast for for the fans. Hey, you remember those four kids things that we did that one time? Oh yeah, that was really fun. That was awesome. Except for that part where Gant stared at me creepy. Yeah. Soup's creepy. That was creepy. What about him? Um. Well, one of our handy dandy Tumblr people, whose name I don't have in front of me, but I'm about to find in a second if you let me stall, um, sent us more of them. What? What is right? So it turns out that the ones that I found on the King Meme were not the only ones, and that there are more of them, and we're gonna tell you all about them and post them on our Tumblr. Jenna Dark Knight is the one who sent them in. Thank you, Jenna Dark Knight. You're the best. Thanks, Jenna. I love you. You're the best. No one else feel bad because you're all the best. <laughs> yep. But okay, so so these ones, the first person in round two of these, I'm not going to read all of them. Go find our Tumblr, object to this at .tumblr.com because we're going to have them up there. The first one is Clavier Gavin, whose name is now Kevin Garrison. <laughs> and he is a hardcore Christian rock star. Oh, boy. And he spends all of his time with his brother Kenneth, and they do everything together, and... That means, like, share bed and share bathtubs in order to save money because they're very frugal. What? Um, <laughs> and he's so hardcore in his Christian rock band that his necklace with the G on it stands for God. Well, duh, duh. Because God is the biggest G. He is the most G of them all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's very nice to women and he never calls them by pet names. And he also speaks very properly and never uses foreign phrases. Oh, my so, God. His best friend is Derek Crenshaw. Darren Crescent. And their band is called Godwave. <laughs> and they were all very nice. And Darren, or Derek Crenshaw never got jealous of Kevin and his spotlight and was always very great about being number two and eventually got kicked out of the band because while they were in France he celebrated by setting off fireworks and Kevin kicked him out of the band and he was just okay with that he never got mad yeah he just understood he's totally cool with that he's totally cool sorry man I got excited with the fireworks I understand I gotta do this to you man gotta do this you're my best friend you're my bestie I know I know but uh yeah Clavier doesn't look too different, but Darren, of course, his hair is shorter. Wait, doesn't Clavier have, like, a new, like, an undershirt to cover his belly button and his oh, yeah. little chest? Oh, yeah, he's just a shirt on. 
still got a shirt. But on. that's not too different. And Baron's hair is shorter, and he's he's not he doesn't have his shark hood, and he's got like a French flag as his zipper pull. Oh well, that's because he feels bad at what he did in France, so he's repenting with the French flag. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yep. Okay, number three, we have Emma Sanchez, who is um, Emma. And very, very terrifying, skin-toned. Her face looks really weird. It looks really rich because she's super Mexican now. Oh, boy. So Mexican. Once upon a time, her and her sister, um, Lisa Maria, helped to solve the mystery of who put a dummy in Tyrone Jackson's car. (laughs) Those kidders. When they figured out who it was, everyone lived happily ever after, and they all went to Detective Chief Gonzalez's restaurant for delicious enchiladas. Fuck that. I would never go to that man's restaurant to eat his shitty enchiladas. Because and she, she, no, but Emma is often found eating mini churros well, all, all day, every day. Well, because churros are delicious. Any Mexican knows that. The best part, though, is that she's a big fan of Kevin and is very nice to him all the time. <laughs> And she just wants to share her churros with him and throws them at him? It doesn't say that, but I assume so. I assume so. Yeah. Her churros, and it says in Spanish here, Andy, which is Apollo's new name. Those, these are, the churros are very delicious. They're scientifically delicious. <laughs> scientifically. Oh, it's like they're dangerously cheesy or something. Yeah. Except okay. churros aren't That's cheesy. Her- yeah, besides her skin tone, she just has her heels gone, and that's it. Her heels are gone? Yeah, and they're covered by the 4 logo. <laughs> okay, I guess. Okay. Oh, wait, no, wait, uh, doesn't she have, like, um, a Mexican flag on her her bag now? Yeah, and her bag's red. And her bag is red. red. Well, because she's apparently only half Mexican, according to that thing. Oh, whatever. But, like, I don't know, whatever, 4 kids. okay. Yeah, whatever, okay. The last one is Wendy, Wendy Olbeck. It's Wendy Olson now. Oh. And she's she's the one whose appearance is most startling. Because she's in this, like, creepy Victorian vampire dress. <laughs> That's it's a good like, way. Like, midnight blue. <laughs> it's really awkward. It makes no sense. It makes no but, sense. But Wendy Olson is an, is an older lady who's always very helpful to Nicholas and his friend. And volunteers everywhere. And helps them out whenever she can. Okay. And, and always helps them out solving their cases very quickly. She she originally worked on the set of The Steel Samaritan. Guff <laughs> <laughs> got let go because some crap happened. I don't know. Um, first, Tyrone, that's Edward, Tyrone Jackson, is her godson who <laughs> loves her very much. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, it for all these bonus ones. Oh my but gosh. go check them out on the Tumblr because they're fantastic. We're going to put those on the Tumblr. And honestly, if you guys want to make us more, I love you. I love you so much. And the internet will love you as well. And the internet will love you as well. Because you know what? These like these make my day. Come home from a long day at the bookstore, reading trashy things while I'm at work. And, and then I want to read trashy things on the internet that I enjoy. Particularly Ace Attorney related. <laughs> Speaking of trashy things on the internet, Michelle! Oh no! Oh no! What? Isn't it bad enough I'm trapped in a cave all alone with giant bugs? Do you have to do this to me? Yeah, I do. Because 
because I'm alone and scared, and you are alone and scared, and the only thing we have is this podcast. Yeah. What what I want to do when I get out, get out to the real world, is get on the internet and read some fan fiction. Oh no. Because Rachel, Rachel from the email wants to read some fan fiction too, and we all deserve to read really high quality fan fiction. Okay. What do you got? You're not gonna like what I have to say. Oh, okay. What do you have to say? So, apparently I'm this fan fiction expert, according to you. Well, I'm not. (laughs) Yes, but I'm not either. So, a lot, this is gonna sound weird, and everyone's gonna judge me, but a lot of the good fan fiction is found on the kink meme, which we have previously discussed is this area of the internet where people go to get their creepy whatever's off. But the Phoenix Striking meme is not entirely like that. There's a lot of tame fanfiction that doesn't include any adult content, which is funny because that's what it's for. Oh, thank you, Phoenix Wright fandom. You do something right. Actually, you do a lot of things right. I love you. Thank you for being ballers, Phoenix Wright fandom. I love you guys. Uh, But okay, so I have three from the the kink meme that I'm going to pimp out right here on this podcast. And then I'm going to link to them later. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to give you a little brief synopsis. The sad part is a lot of these are unfinished and will remain so forever and ever and ever and ever and just, ever. Just like us in this cave? Yeah, just like we'll rot here forever in this cave with the giant bug. Okay. So the first one... Internet. Okay, the first one is called Wise Guys but it's spelled funny. It's spelled W-I-S-E, G-U-I-S-E, wise guys. Okay, get it? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> funny. This is a good one because it's it's Apollo Justice era Phoenix after Apollo Justice, and he's, like, attending a seminar for people who want to go take the bar for defense attorneys, and he just basically sits in the audience the whole time and trolls everyone. <laughs> it's a, the instructor of the seminar is Edgeworth. <laughs> It's not entirely clear for the start to Edgeworth that that's Phoenix, so he thinks he's just being trolled by somebody in the audience. (laughs) And then later, uh, he discovers it's Phoenix, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing sitting up there in the audience? We're doing a mock trial. Get down here now. You're the defense. (laughs) And so the defense was originally supposed to be Apollo, and so Apollo is like, fuck, here's all my notes, and Phoenix is like, whatever, and then he just goes in and is a baller. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to post that one. That's okay. good, because that's pretty much everybody's, uh, everyone's ideal situation after that game. They want yeah. Phoenix to go back to take the bar, and Apollo's just going to step aside and let him do it. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep. Basically. I think Trucy's there, and he gets mad at her for ditching school again. Well, she always ditches school, so that's, like, legit. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else? So, what else you got for me? Well, okay, do you want the sad one or the kind of weird one that is also sad? Oh, they're both sad? <laughs> Slightly. Um, give me give me the sad one. Give me I'm already depressed, so go ahead. Are you? Well, I mean I'm stuck in this cave. I can't see or hear anything. I'm alone. It's balls hot. Okay. This one is called What Doesn't Kill You. And it's uh the prompt is basically what would have happened if Dahlia had successfully poisoned Phoenix? 
survived just like Godot survived, but woken up seven years later. Oh. And so this is him and Mia, after he wakes up again, going around trying to figure out, like, to solve the case of how he was poisoned and fucked up. You know, that's really cool, though. Yeah. Like, it's really tragic and sad. But that's really cool. That's a Hmm. really... And I think it's been a long, like, a long-ass time since I read it, but I think Godot is also poisoned in this fic, and I don't know if he wakes up. Like, I think he's either still in a coma or he's dead. Oh, that's really tragic. Yeah, so Godot's dead or still in a coma forever, and Phoenix wakes up, and his hair's all white and everything, and he's all screwed up, but he he gets through it, and he's, like, trying, he wants to figure it all out. And then I think he goes and meets Edgeworth again. Like, he realizes that Edgeworth is running around, and he gets back on his high horse of, I want to save Edgeworth from himself. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Also, I feel like it still would make a really cool game. Yeah. It would make a really cool game because um, it's just like a different alternative universe where Phoenix wakes up, you like, you start as Phoenix and you wake up in a coma and Mia's there and you're like, what happened? And then you guys got to go and investigate what happened to you and yeah. save Edgeworth and like go from there. But like, that would be, re- that would be a really fun game. And then you would only see things in red because mm-hmm. you would have Phoenix filter. Well, I don't know if Phoenix gets the mask, too. I don't remember. It's been a long-ass time since I read this, and I never finished it, because at this point, it's at, like, 50 parts or more. Oh. So, so it's really long, and I never finished it, but it was really good. Okay, well, what's the weird one that's the also sad? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this one is called Adrian Andrews' Assassin's Apprentice. I think you told me about this one! <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> this is where... This is another alternate university one. This is the bad ending in JFA, like, in, in Phoenix Wright 2, where you screw her up and Matt gets away with it. Okay. And when this happens, like, Adrian's life is ruined. Shelly the Killer breaks her out of jail in order to train her Zorro style to be his um his <laughs> next in line. And then she's like, I'm only going to do this if you let me kill everyone who put me in this situation. So she she generates this hit list where she's going to kill Matt, then Franziska, then Maya, then Phoenix, then Maya, in order. Wait, you said Maya twice. No, Miles. Oh, Miles. Oh, okay. Because she really hates Maya. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she has this whole plan. Like, she gets trained all awesome, and then they go through and they kill everyone. That's actually really hilarious. And Phoenix, like, reverts to hobo mode because he's so sad that he ruined her life, so he cuts himself off from everyone and disappears. And it's tragic. That is tragic and sad, but mm-hmm. we already had that happen once, so we're already used to that heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one was never finished, so you get through you get through her murder, murdering Matt and Franzi before it's over. Like, and then it doesn't continue because they never finished it. Oh. Yeah. I remember Once Upon a Time, and it's probably just you didn't find it, but you told me Once Upon a Time there was this kink meme one request, and someone did it where it was a drag race between Jesse <laughs> and Edgeworth. Yeah, that was a really good one. I don't know what that one is. So somewhere, guys, on the kink meme is 
uh, someone requested, and it was written, a drag race between Miles and Desi with his douchey red sports car and her red motorcycle. I assume it's red. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And I really want to read that one. I really, really want to read that one, but I don't, I don't know where it is. Yeah. It's buried so in the kink. So those of you out there who want to, we'll post these on the Tumblr. Those of you who are um, brave enough, just go chill out on the kink meme and look at prompts that seem interesting to you because they're not all going to be porn. And you'll find things like Miles Edgeworth and Desiree Delight drag racing. Aw, yeah. Aw, yeah. Aw, yeah. So, so now that we, we feel a little better, I'm going to get up and I'm going to see if we can, I can get out of this cave. Okay. All right. So Are you, you sit tight. Are you going to come save me? I'm going to come and I'm going to find you. I'm going to try to find you. So just stay there. Okay. We'll be back. spirit channeler i'm michelle the saddest spirit channeler don't worry michelle you know why because i turned around and there was a door behind me what yeah it turns out my back was to the door the whole time you mean we could have escaped the whole time i could have i don't know where you are oh are you gonna what i'm gonna don't don't worry i'm gonna open this door and I'm going to go get a flashlight. But <laughs> it's okay. It's okay because we're there's any- here and we're all alone. We don't have any guests. And where are we gonna find them? I don't if know. If you're just leaving me. Well, well, do you want me to leave you there and then I can go find us a guest no. next week? No. No. Okay. Well. Well. Okay. Don't you worry. I'm gonna open this door. And I'm going to let the light in. And I'll probably find you because this is like an 8 by 8 room. And I don't know why we can't find each other. I hate you. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Because it only took me, what, like an hour and a half to figure this out? We're the worst puzzle solvers ever. I couldn't play Layden for a reason. Which is a terrible thing when Layden Phoenix comes out. Oh, another game that may never come to this country. Ah. E3, thanks for more nothing. Yeah, thanks, E3. Alright, so I'm good. before I open this door, I'm going to leave you guys with a question. The question for next week, since it's almost 4th of July, if we put it out on time, it might be 4th of July if we don't. Anyway, the question is, if Japanifornia had 4th of July on 4th of July... Or whatever Japanifornia has is Independence Day from the rest of the world because it's full of crazy. What would the people in the jail cell do for cele- to celebrate? Because we assume that they let them do things. Because have you seen Kristoff's uh, cell? Yeah. So assuming that they're all a not hanged and b allowed to do things for Independence Day, which Fourth of July is America Independence Day. Everyone who's not America, they should know it's America. America makes our business everybody's business. Okay, well, then fucking 4th of July. So, for 4th of July, how are they going to celebrate in California in the prison? 
Alright, so you guys, you think on that. You let us know. Email us. Send it to us. Email us at... At objecttothispodcast at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us via Tumblr at... Objecttothis.tumblr.com. And we would much appreciate it. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Why, Michelle? Because we love it. Because it makes us happy. We saw you, third reviewer. We saw you. We did. We saw you. Okay, so... Great reviews on iTunes. It lets other people know that we're awesome, and then they can find us. And our family can grow. Our sad cave family can grow. We're going to get out of this cave, Michelle. We're going to get out of this cave. Also, we're on Podomatic at objectivist.podomatic.com. Um, thank you for Dark Shadow Rage 2 for the use of our theme song. Hey, pal. Uh, Detective Gumshoe Remix. Thanks to you, 8 Boy, for the beautiful vocals of Manfred Von Karma, which is our closing song. And thank you to Serenity Frost for all the emails and all the constant support. We love you. And Rachel from the email, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thinking of creative ways to kill Sparks Brushel. I love you. Yeah. Our heart goes out to all of you guys who answer our question on Tumblr. Thank you guys for submitting things. If you have any questions, any theories you want us to talk about, go ahead, send them in. We're more than willing to talk about anything. Even um, fan fiction. Even fan fiction. And Michelle's going to read some more fan fiction, and hopefully she doesn't end up on Avengers Land. Ah. Michelle, do I have to keep that Iron Man? Yeah. <sighs> All right, so in the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Michelle. This was Object to This, so why don't you object to that? <laughs> I'm not going to